Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Rock the Boat. Uh, before we start, just wanted to let you know that we have an amazing quiz online that will help you choose the best cruise line for you. If you're not sure, if you think you're a bit more of a Virgin Voyagers, an NCL, Celebrity or P&O kind of cruiser, so just click on the link in the show notes below, take the quiz, it only takes a couple of seconds, and one of our team will be in touch to help you find the best cruise for you. Now, on with the show. Hi there. So, is it possible to take a Walt Disney World or Universal Orlando holiday and a cruise in the same holiday? Is it possible? Uh, if it is, how on earth do you go about it? Is there a better way of doing it? Land and sea, sea and land. Or is there a third way of doing it? Well, stay tuned and we're going to be talking all about the best ways of combining a cruise with a trip to Orlando. My name is Martin and I'm the Chief Cruise Bureau here at rocktheboat.travel. So, let's jump straight into it. Is it possible? Yes, of course it is. Well, actually, it's more than possible because Port Canaveral, which is about uh, an hour away, 45 minutes away from Orlando, is one of the busiest cruise ports in the world. So many people go and do a Orlando holiday and then take a cruise afterwards or do they do it beforehand or even in the middle so that's what we'll be talking about plus also you've got the ports of Tampa which is only about an hour away and you can also fly down to Miami as well so if you want to add on a cruise to a uh, trip to Orlando to the theme parks there are plenty of different ways of doing it so firstly why would you want to do a cruise okay if you've never done a cruise before that's going to be quite a hard question to do because you just don't know what you're missing out on. Cruises are fantastic because you get to wake up to a new place every single day without you having to unpack or do anything else. You get your food already included, so which is completely different to being in the theme parks. So even if you have the dining plan, you've still got paper tourists on top. And it's just relaxing. The level of service and quality you're going to get on a cruise ship is second to none. So in the theme parks, and you know, they've got hundreds of thousands of people per day that they need to see. They just don't get that level of personal service, which you do get that on a cruise ship. So, what's the best way of doing it? Is it to do land first or sea first? Well, I think this very much comes down to what you want to do and your level of expectations. So, let's just sort of talk through the different cruise lines um, that you can go with. So, from Port Canaveral, the first one's going to come to mind is Disney because you're going to be going to Walt Disney World. So Disney as a cruise line uh, goes in and out of Port Canaveral. They have the Disney Wish, which is based there all year round. And that's just free for four night cruises for the majority of the year. Okay. Next one is Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean is that massive cruise line that everyone's heard of. It's the one with the Wave Rider at the back. So you can go surfing. It's got the Aqua Park, all that kind of stuff. And they're absolutely huge ships so they go out of Port Canaveral as well Norwegian Cruise Line is one that people may not have heard of uh, the Norwegian Cruise Line is a fantastic uh, they uh, are smaller than the Royal Caribbean ships but they have so much to do and so much included in their fares as well MSC is the Italian Cruise Line that also go out of Port Canaveral at certain times of the year and then you've also got uh, Carnival Cruises as well a lot of people think these are party cruises, but they're not always. Uh, you just need to double check as to which cruise you're going on to. Okay. Some of the cruises are sort of three or four nights, and sometimes there's seven night cruises as well. We'll talk a bit more about why some people will just do a three or four night cruise and why some people will do a seven night cruise a bit later. Now, if you go down to Miami, get a little bit more choice. So you get all those ones I've already mentioned, plus you also get celebrity cruises. 
And celebrity are really good at doing the Florida Keys. So if you want to combine a trip to Walt Disney World with doing the Florida Keys, probably the best way of doing it is to take one of the celebrity cruises because they're going to take you down. You're going to go and visit uh, all the sort of popular places down along the Keys. And then one of the islands as well, so maybe Bahamas or Barbados, depending on what's on your itinerary. And it's so much better value than driving down. One is quite a long way sort of drive down to the Florida Keys itself. Two, hotels along that kind of area are really, really expensive. Uh, so you can go off and go and explore for the day, then get back onto the ship in the evening, and then all your food and that kind of stuff sort of be included as well. Okay. And then last thing, definitely by no means least, is Virgin Voyages. So Virgin Voyages are quite new to the game, and they are an adult-only cruise line. We'll be talking all about the different cruise lines, including Virgin Voyages, a bit later on. So what's the best way of doing it? Land first, sea first, sea first, land first, or is there another way of doing it? Well, personally, I think it comes down to your expectations and what you want to do and which cruise line and what you're going to be doing whilst you're in Orlando. So, from a personal point of view, and this is what we sort of recommend to our clients, is we say do land first and then sea afterwards. So, few reasons for this. Okay. If you are doing the land first, one, it gets you used to the time difference, okay? Most people that we book are from the UK, so you know, they have a nine-hour flight to get there, um, and then, obviously, we've got a nine-hour flight to get home as well. You've also got to account for the, uh, for the jet lag and time difference, okay? That is something that's quite kind of big. If you've never been to Orlando before, you'll probably be waking up about three o'clock in the morning, maybe four o'clock if you're lucky. So if you're doing that, is can't really kind of like uh, do the cruise when you land you will land uh between sort of six seven eight nine o'clock in the evening sometimes a bit early if you can follow the English, for example they land uh, before four o'clock in the afternoon or your cruise is until the next day because you can't land on the same day and take cruise on the same day which means that you're gonna have to go from in from orlando international airport out to cape canaveral or uh, land at miami uh, airport and then probably stay there stay for a night, and then go on the cruise the next day. So you probably won't even be getting onto the ship until 1 o'clock. So it means that you've, say for example, you do take this ending of flights, you land at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you're at Cape Canaveral by 6, 6.30, depends on how long it takes you to, to get there and immigration, that kind of stuff. you then got the evening, sort of chill out and relax, that kind of stuff. But then what do you kind of do the next day? You then kind of like going on to the going on to the cruise ship, and again, you will be up at four o'clock in the morning, and there ain't much to do around the, the cruise terminal area, it's all on the space coast. Um, so it's a bit of a kind of a wasted day. Plus, also the, the cruise is more relaxing. So, wouldn't you want to do that after you've had to, done all the theme parks? So, what we recommend is you do your theme parks first. So you go and do, so for example, Walt Disney World first. You can then get up at four o'clock in the morning, go do rope drop work and the stuff, tie yourself out because. Going to Walt Disney World, even though you might have been there loads of times, it's still pretty exhausting to go and do. It's a lot of walking around. It's a lot of standing in queues. Plus, also from a mindset point of view, when you're on board a cruise ship, you've already paid for your food. The food's included. So there's nothing to pay. Even if you had the Disney dining plan while you're on board Disney World, you've still got to go up and go and tap your magic band to pay for it and then pay your gratuities on top. Now, imagine going three nights, four nights and having as much food as you want on board a cruise ship and then going to actually have to pay for something. Okay. 
characters as well. If you're going to go to the Disney theme parks and queue up for a character, you might queue up for an hour to go meet a princess. When you're on the cruise ship, when they do, for example, the princesses, they generally use a comeback time. So you get a reservation and then you come back at a certain time. You might queue for about five minutes and then you go and meet three or four princesses at the same time. So within 15 minutes, you could go and meet three, four princesses. Whereas in an hour in Orlando, you meet, might meet one, maybe two. So again, if you do the cruise ship first, you'd be thinking, why am I queuing for so long? Like, other cruise ships, you just don't queue for things. It's pretty simple. Apart from maybe getting on and off the ship, depending on what time you get on and off the ship, they're getting better at managing the crowds. You don't queue for things. The theme parks can be absolutely rammed. You know, Magic Kingdom can hold about 100,000 people. So you've got on a really busy day. It's going to be really, 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 really busy. Cruise ships aren't as busy as that. So majority of the flights that come from the UK are going to be landing at 4, 5, 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. And then they're also going to be leaving at around 6, 7, maybe 8 o'clock at night. So the trouble is that when you've done your cruise, if you're doing land first and sea afterwards, you're going to have this kind of problem of you're going to get off the ship at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then from 10 o'clock in the morning, you're going to then go to the airport. So you're either going to go to Miami Airport or uh, Orlando Airport. And then from there, you're going to be waiting around for your flight. And Orlando and Miami Airport are nice, but they're not eight, nine hours of hanging around doing absolutely nothing kind of nice. So there are a few things you can do. For example, if you have done your tickets correctly, what you can do is with the 14-day tickets for, for Disney actually work over an 18-day period. So the 14 days in the park, but you've got an 18-day window to use them in. So if you use them on day, on your second day that you land, okay, go into the theme parks, it's then going to take off those days. Hopefully, uh, if you're, for example, if you're only staying at Walt Disney World for, um, for, for 10 days, you then got that time at the end to go and uh, use an extra day in the park. So you can then head straight to Walt Disney World go to one of the parks or one of the water parks, and then go to the airport afterwards. Okay, so you can do that if you wanted to. Likewise, if you're Universal, they have a 14-day ticket for the UK market, 14 days um, from the day you use it. So if, for example, you're splitting things up and you're staying off-site, now most people that we book do stay on-site, about 85% of people stay on-site, but for people who stay off-site, maybe you're staying in a villa, maybe you're staying in an apartment or another hotel, the day that you start using that Universal Orlando ticket is when that 14 days starts. So if you're going on a two-week holiday, where you're doing 10 nights beforehand and a four-night cruise, if you haven't used that Universal ticket, uh, as long as you haven't used it for the first couple of days, you've actually can go and use it on the last day and then go to the uh, airport afterwards. So you can you know, dump the bag somewhere, go drop the bags off, go to the theme park, and then go to the airport afterwards as well. That's really good if you've got a later flight. If you've got a five o'clock flight, you're kind of maybe cutting it a bit fine. Um, you're probably not going to get a huge amount of times in the theme parks. That's why, actually, the absolute best way of doing it is to do land, sea, land. Now, if you're on a bit of a budget, the best way of doing this is to do your theme parks first, the cruise, and then one night, or maybe two nights, on the Space Coast. It's next to the Kennedy Space Center, okay? This is actually one of the best places to actually go uh, in Orlando. I absolutely love it there. 
So what you can do is you can be off the the, the ship by nine o'clock in the morning. Pick up a car. This is the time to pick up a car. You don't need a car in Orlando, but you do need a car uh, uh, to do this. So you go and pick up a car. You drive straight to the space center. You leave all your luggage in the car. Then, afterwards, when you're done there, sort of four, five, six o'clock in the evening, you then drive to your hotel, either on the, on the coast or you drive to Orlando, depending on what you want to do. Uh, so what you could do is then go and do your one night in Orlando. And if you've got theme park tickets left on the last day, you can go to the theme parks as well. If not, just do it on the Space Coast. You're all on a beach. So the next day when you wake up, you can go to the beach for a couple of hours and then drive to the airport and dump the car and then you get on your flight. So it sounds like a really nice way to end your holidays. You don't need cruise. You go to the Kennedy Space Center and then you have a day at the beach. And after you finish at the beach, you then fly back to the UK. What a great way of doing it. If you've got a bit more money and a bit more uh, a bit more time as well, then what I'd suggest is doing one lot of theme parks, again, staying on site if you can possibly at one lot of theme parks, cruise, and then the second lot. So you might do Walt Disney World, cruise, Universal Orlando uh, afterwards. Uh, this is a great way, especially if you're staying on site, because the extra benefits you get on staying on site with the early theme park entry, transportation, that kind of stuff really is kind of worth looking at staying on site especially universal the end of summer for example is not that much more than staying on the international drive and the benefits really outweigh it. it's a really great way uh, of going to go into uh, universal so if possible this is the best way of doing it so land so walt disney world cruise then universal uh, at the end so think about that you land from the plane and then you go to disney on the day you check out of Disney, you don't really have to check out until, you know, to, to leave the kind of area until 11. Then you get to the cruise ship, go and check in, go and do your cruise. If you're off the ship at 9 o'clock in the morning, you can be back in Orlando by no later than 10.30, which means you can be in the theme park realistically by 11 o'clock. And then you've got three, four nights at the end to go and explore whichever the theme parks. You could even go back to the same park if you wanted to. I don't recommend doing that if you're staying on site at Disney if you have the free dining credit offer because it messes up the, the, the offer. So, no, so you won't actually get any dining credit offer for the next one. So that's why we kind of recommend doing Disney and Universal, doing them separately. Also, they're miles apart from each other. It costs you a fortune in taxes to get between the two of them. So just don't bother doing it. Stay on site at either of them or close by at least. Don't try and universal whilst just staying at disney's absolutely not worth it at all that is the absolute best way of doing it it's the same as if you're going to go down to miami as well so what you could do is that you do your theme parks first fly down to miami then from miami you go into your cruise then you come back and then you might do two three couple of nights in the miami area you go to the beach you chill out and relax you've done all your theme parks and all the sort of tiring stuff first relax on your cruise and you go to the beach as well and you might sort of spend some time at Miami or you could what some people do fly down to Miami do a cruise down there fly back to Orlando and then do some uh, more theme parks out there as well so you can do a Miami cruise in the middle of your Orlando trip so don't think that you have to just go from Port Canaveral you can fly down and back up as well and we can help you with those flights okay speak to one of our travel experts and they'll be able to help you so tell you a little bit about each of the different cruise lines Disney is the one that's probably going to spring to mind the most when you're thinking about doing it with a Walt Disney World holiday. And if you can afford it, because Disney tends to be the most expensive, then this is the one to go for. 
this is great for if you've got younger kids and they want to go meet the characters and bother going to see them whilst you're in the theme parks do it whilst you're on the cruise and your food's included so you can do the rotational dining so if you're on a free night cruise you'll go to each of the three restaurants the crew will go around with you as well which is really great because they then get to know you so you'll have the same servers every single night whilst you're on board the cruise ship now you will go to uh castaway which is disney's own private island it's pretty cool isn't it you know not a lot of people have their own private island you get to go to disney's private island of course you can go and meet mickey mouse on there there's lots of things to do in the water chill out relax or you can just go to the beach as well if you wanted to so it's a great way of relaxing after you the more intense time that you get inside the theme parks next is royal caribbean Royal Caribbean uh, is the kind of like the big one that a lot of people know. Um, they have these massive, massive, massive ships, so the ones with the wave riders, the surfboards at the back. Chances are, actually, fair most people go on these cruises actually don't actually go onto them. The, the the big sort of stuff it's come like more there to look at it. They are really well known for the family offerings, so they have amazing kids' clothes. They have amazing stuff for the all the families to do. Now, great thing about all the cruise lines is when you have a kids' club is that you put the kids into the kids' club because you have been with them for 24 hours a day whilst you're at Disney or maybe Universal. Now this is your time to let the kids go do their own thing. You go and do your own thing. So you put them into the kids' club. They're well looked after. They probably won't actually want to leave the kids' club. Then you can just have a relax and get a drink, do whatever. Royal Caribbean have got really great kids' clubs. Uh, and so too Norwegian Cruise Line. Norwegian Cruise Line is one of those cruise lines that a lot of people haven't really heard of, NCL. They are really, really good. They offer, you know, a lot of fun things that you would get on a lot of the cruise lines. The ships tend to be smaller than the Royal Caribbean cruise ships. Uh, lots of stuff included. So you've got your buffets and you've got your sort of main dining. And you can also do what's called free at sea. So free at sea is an extra charge. Uh, and you pay a little bit more. And that's going to include your open bar for the first two people in the cabin. So that means you can have pretty much any drink you like up to about $15, charity dining. Uh, you also get things like uh, a Wi-Fi package and some credit towards um, an excursion whilst during one of the pubs as well. So lots included. Plus, if there's more than two of you in the cabin, the extra people only pay the pub taxes and charges, not the not the cruise fare. So they're paying practically nothing to be in that cabin with you. Now, the downside of it is that they don't get the speciality dining and they don't get the drinks package included. So sometimes it's better to have two separate rooms or interconnected rooms if you've got younger kids. Because then everyone, if it's a family of four, two people in the first cabin, two people in the second cabin will all get that. If not, you can always buy a drinks package for the for the younger ones as well. Or you could just pay as you go. So it really sort of depends on how much uh, that kids tend to drink. If they're sort of like two, three years old, four years old, probably not going to drink a sheet of that. Probably not worth buying a drinks package for. Uh, next is MSC. MSC is the Italian cruise line. Uh, so they do tend to cater more for uh, different nationalities. So this is the one where it's not just going to be English speakers on board. Um, it's going to have a lot of Italians, French, maybe German. Uh, so the food kind of is a bit different because it has to cater for lots of different nationalities whilst on board. Um, they tend to be a bit cheaper than some of the other cruise lines. Um, there's nice ships. And nice uh, itineraries, but um, the food probably the thing that's not quite as good as on some of the other cruise lines. Carnival is the uh, last one we'll talk about, uh, and Carnival um, has a bit of a reputation of having 
just party cruises and that's not true at all there are a few party cruises and we can help you sort of weed out those ones if you don't want to be on that kind of stuff again they've got fantastic ships so the newer ships have got all that the water pups on balls like you're going to get on ncl one on disney and royal caribbean uh and they've got some really great itineraries the main thing is that they're really really cheap they are much cheaper than a disney cruise so if you do want to do relaxation at the end but your budget doesn't stretch to a disney cruise carnival ncl really great alternatives to do so you can change things up don't have to just keep going with the disney fee you've just been to Walt disney world for however long it takes you outside that disney bubble just a little bit okay if you are going from uh, miami then you always have the choice of celebrity cruises which is fantastic for doing the florida keys and they've also got virgin voyages and this is an adult only cruise one of my favorite cruise lines the great thing that I love about Virgin Cruises is they've taken all the things that I don't like about the other cruise lines, tipping. There's no tips. They just pay the crew an actual proper way to start with, so they don't have to rely on tips. Soft drinks. Soft drinks are included not just in the restaurants, but also at the bars as well. So, you know, if you just drink sort of soft drinks, absolutely fine. Okay. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is included. Unlimited Wi-Fi is included. So you're all permanently connected if you want to be. As opposed to with the other cruise lines, you have to pay to use the Wi-Fi. So the things that I really don't like about the other cruise lines, Virgin have eliminated. Brilliant atmosphere on board. It's for the young at heart. So when I was on board, there were people on there from sort of 20 all the way up to 80, 85 years old. Everyone was having a great time. Brilliant restaurants. We'd love them to Gumbay, which is the Korean barbecue barbecue pit. Uh, let's go into the Wake, which is the steakhouse. Uh, on boards, they've got Mexican, they've got the test kitchen, and a lot of the menus are actually created by Michelin star um, chefs as well. So it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, uh, really modern kind of uh, uh, ship uh, as well. Okay, as I've explained, the best way of doing it, if your budget allows it, is to do land, sea, and then land again. Uh, if not, there are kind of different ways uh, of doing it, but the main thing is to make sure that you have allowed yourself enough time to get those flights and allow for anything to go wrong, okay? So if you need any help uh, booking your future cruise or holiday, please get in touch. All of the details are down in the show notes down below and we'll be really happy to help. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, please hit that subscribe button and like and all that kind of stuff as well. It really helps us to get these videos out to more and more people. Uh, and if you're listening to us on a podcast, Please leave us a racing review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, this helps to get the message out to as many people as possible. Okay. Uh, thank you much for listening and watching and have a magical day. Hi there, and thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Rock the Boat podcast. We really do appreciate it. 
If you want to keep up to date with the latest goings on and the latest offers and news in the cruise industry, all you need to do is just join our newsletter. It's free and it's not spam whatsoever at all. We're never going to sell your details on to anyone else. To sign up, just go to rocktheboat.travel slash newsletter. That's rocktheboat, all one word, dot travel slash newsletter. Or really easy, just click on the link in the show notes below. Thank you very much and on with the show. <laughs> 